0: Out of
1: Hi, borders. A dedicated dad and long distance parent, I'm raising two boys in two countries. And in each episode, I invite another dad to join me in a podcast adventure to talk about our journey as parents. We will discuss the messiness of modern dadding and the challenges of long-distance parenting. At the end of each episode, I will be checking in with psychologist and fellow dad Todd Kettner as he shares his insights into parenthood. My name is Blue, and I am a Dad Without Borders. In today's episode, I'm talking to Greg about transitioning from stand-up comedian to husband, stepdad, and now entrepreneur raising a sixteen-year-old daughter. Greg shares some great tips and we talk about screen time, the challenges of connecting with teenagers, and the challenge of selling golf to a teenage daughter. Please enjoy. Oh I forgot to hit record. And you're
0: you're I'm on your podcast, right? I wasn't sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll come on your I'll come on yours later on too if you want.
0: Yeah, no, we can do it another
1: day. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool man. Well, thanks for joining me on the show. No problem. Dad to dad, nice to catch up. Um, and you are where in the world are you right now?
0: Uh, Walla Walla, Washington.
1: Right. That just sounds like <laughs> a joke to me. that always
0: no, is right? It um, sounds,
1: sounds like an Australian town.
0: It yeah, well, actually there is a Walla Walla, Australia.
1: <laughs> is that right?
0: Yeah. No, this one uh, it's a native indian term for uh many rivers. And we oh, got two cool. small we have two small streams coming through town.
1: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> They've been dammed up probably at our side of the border.
0: Yeah, well, it,
1: it's Sorry about that. It
0: blew up in uh, January. Oh yeah.
1: Um so yeah, so maybe you could just introduce yourself in the in the sense of who who's in the household. Yep. And it'd be interesting to know what you do for work. Um, I feel like you have a sort of interesting background in that respect.
0: Yeah, kind of all over the map, <laughs> which is good. I, uh, it, that's who I am. Um, so, um, again, Greg Kettner, uh, originally, well, born and raised in Hong Kong, grew up in Canada and now I live in the States. Um, we're about, I guess, about a four-hour drive from Seattle, Washington. Uh, newly married uh, for four years, and uh, I'm a stepdad to Rachel. Uh, who just turned 16 in November and now she's driving a car and running errands on her own and going for groceries and now she's our uber driver so it's great
1: oh yeah there you go <laughs> that's awesome and
0: yeah. my wife Becky we we met and knew each other back in college we both went to college here um, and then she moved got married moved away down to Eugene Oregon and then we got reconnected on Facebook she came out to a stand-up comedy show I did about nine years ago. Um, and then about six, seven years ago, we started dating.
1: Yeah, been- and she had, so how old is, so if she's 16, how old was, sorry, what's your daughter's name? Rachel. Rachel, how old was Rachel when you guys first started? Uh, eight, she so I've been around
0: eight. for half her life.
1: Right. Yeah. So was that a graduate, I'm interested in because I have two kids, no. Second kid, Indy, is with um, my wife, Sage. Um, so my first boy, uh, she was introduced to when he was very, very young. He was okay. he would have been, I think, three. Okay. But I was very conscious of introducing her very gradually. And like, how was the transition into you, into Rachel's life? Was that a gradual right. thing or did you jump straight in?
0: Um, you know, it, it, Becky, um, she wanted to wait until... She knew that we were going to at least start dating before she introduced Rachel, Um, which I was like, you know, being a guy like, well, that's weird. Like (laughs) if if I'm going to date you, I'm going to want to know the kid too. Right.
1: So you weren't allowed to meet her until you guys were officially dating.
0: Yeah, um, we went, I would say probably two or three dates. Um, We went for coffee a couple of times and then she actually came up. She drove up to Vancouver because Rachel would go visit her dad uh, one weekend a month. And so she dropped her off for Thanksgiving, came up to uh, Canada, um, Vancouver, Iowa, was And that's kind of when I'm like, oh, hey, that's that's, this is working for both of us. So we started dating. And then a couple months later, I was doing stand-up. I was touring down the West Coast. And uh, we met at uh, a safari park. And boy, was I nervous. Like, I've never been that nervous in meeting somebody before. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, because, you know, Becky and I, things were going great. And then all of a sudden, you got this eight-year-old kid. And I'm like, well, if the kid doesn't like me, I'm probably on the outs.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So she, so once that happened, then you, then things became more serious gradually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even I, I remember when I finally clicked, at least for me with Rachel, we were like we met and you know, kind of pleasantries and weird introduction between a forty-year-old and an eight-year-old. <laughs> You're like, oh, is this is gonna get me around for a while or or whatnot? But we were standing at this monkey cage and watching these monkeys trip at each other and uh like chase each other around and we both started laughing. And ever since then it's it's that was it.
1: That was the connection.
0: Yep. Monkeys.
1: Monkeys is yeah. the connection. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh and it, things worked out, obviously, because you're still there eight years later when she's 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a big transition. And, yeah, uh, no,
0: it was. And it, and it was different for me, right? Because I had no kids. So my big fear was being a single guy for 40 years, jumping in uh, with two girls, right?
1: Did you want to be a, a dad? Or were you one of these guys that's like, and I relate to this, I didn't really want a kid. And it happened when I was 39. Yeah, I like the idea of it. Yeah. My sister had a family, and I was like, that looks nice, but I'm free and single, doing my, living my dream, following my passions right. in life.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I had gotten to the point where I was happy if I never was going to have a family. I grew up uh a, a great family. I mean, you know my brother. Yeah. Um, we have a younger sister. Um, so I always grew up around family, and and it would just for whatever, you know, I, I joke half the time that I, I was just waiting for someone to say yes to me <laughs> before <laughs> I got married, right? Yeah. Um, so I was to the point where I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to have kids. I don't think I'm be married. And then, wham! I? you know, something yeah. comes along that you can't pass
1: up. And yeah, yeah. Um, so with that bit, so we'll come back to being a dad and that kind of side of things. But the other really big part of life is work, yeah. and balancing work with being a dad. And now you're being responsible. I think. Um,
0: <laughs> I I've always done sales my whole life, and then. Um, a weird sort of circumstances. I started doing stand up comedy um, just at an open mic. And about six, eight months into it, someone at work had seen me do an open mic. They thought it was funny. And so they asked me to do something at the company Christmas party for about 600 people. Um, and they said, Well, we'll, we'll give you 500. I was like, Yeah, that's that's what I do. I'm a corporate comedian. <laughs> Once I started dating Becky, I was still doing stand-up full-time. I was touring across Canada and in the States, um, you know, doing corporate events. I started to headline clubs, but, I, you know, I got to the point where I was opening for guys like Robin Williams and Norm McDonald and Gilbert Gottfried. Wow. I was, I was getting there, but it, it was, it was very lonely, but I could afford to, right? Because I was living my yeah. dream. I, yeah, yeah. Still, I didn't have anybody to worry about. Uh, And then once I knew that I was going to ask Becky to marry me, I was like, you know what? I need to get a job. I need to show this girl that I can, (laughs) you know, actually, you know, go back to what I was doing before and, and the responsibility, right. When once you become a partner, it's 50, 50.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They just don't tell you that your shares are non-voting. That's
1: (laughs) So true. Uh, So, so that was the, so you're still doing that. You still doing, Are you still doing that? That am I right?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I I really transitioned when I moved down here. I I had a couple of sales jobs that didn't work out uh, for one reason or another. So, um, and then I was working full time at our local chamber of commerce here in Walla Walla, uh, and I was told that I was not essential. And I was <laughs> I was the guy who brought in ninety percent of the income, but apparently I was not essential anymore. So um, at that point, I just kind of pivoted and and started, you know, speaking and and sharing with people how to use um, humor in the workplace, how to, you know, how to work happy. Yeah. And and especially now, right, we're all, we're social creatures and human beings and now we're all stuck in our own paws at our home and we're trying to juggle Errands and you know the, the pets and everything else. So now I I I both speak publicly. Like uh, last week, I spoke to a group of uh, real estate agents down in New Zealand. You know how to stay motivated at work during this wow. time. So
1: so this is the full time gig now.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So Speaking this is coaching
1: to work happy. And you so you're very much in in the entrepreneurial kind of phase. Yeah, right now. Does that feel stable? in Terms of like your the the feeling of responsibility that you have for your family,
0: uh, it's getting there, I would yeah. say 70. Um, but you know, I, I started this journey in March, um, and you know, luckily I had unemployment for six months, uh, so that that carried you know my portion of, of things, but yeah, it, it's it's not so much in uh, it was never an ego thing, like you know, I'm the man, I need to provide stuff, I just wanted to, I want to be you know, present in and, and finances and, and yeah. happiness and everything else. Yeah. So it's, it's taken about eight, nine months to finally get to where, okay, now the, the clients are coming in and things are getting back to normal. Right. But I'm yeah. much more happier at my job than I was before. It
1: sounds like you're blending the two. Yeah. It sounds like there's something of the stand up comedian coming in and something of the sales pitching and yeah. yeah, you're making a go of it. I just have this blueprint. It's always been there for all sorts of things. It could be work too. Like stop guiding out in the mountains. You should really be doing something stable and you shouldn't be living out of your van anymore. You should be, you know, have a nice house and a mortgage and you're already 40. What's happening? Why are you taking so long? Like, I feel like regardless of being a dad, there's still that pressure, that blueprint of like how we've been raised. That's how I felt anyway.
0: No, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. and you may have found this different. I mean, between your your two kids, right? I mean, as far as discipline, you know, because when, when Becky and I... We did a lot of research and whatnot and how to do that. And what we decided upon was for me to almost be like the cool uncle, right? I'm not replacing her dad. Um, but if you know, if certain situations came up or instances or you know, there's discipline to be handed out, Becky and I would talk about that. And you know, and and ultimately it's her child, so the decision was left to her, but we'd have conversations, you know. Right. And then she would go and talk to Rachel about it, which I found very helpful because, you know, and even the difference between you and I were raised, there's probably differences in discipline and, and culture and everything else, right? So yeah. When, yeah. when I'm coming in at eight years old and Becky's been doing everything a certain way, it's not right for me to go, Wow, this is how we did it with my family.
1: For sure. Did she, did Rachel accept you quite easily? Or <laughs> did that take time?
0: Uh, it, it It did take time. Um, I would say probably, you know, I mean, she slipped up a couple of times to call me dad, which is great <laughs> to hear. Um, Good for the ego. But usually it's Greg. But, um, unfortunately her father passed away um, from suicide two and a half years ago. Wow. So that was, well, about a, I guess a year and a half into our marriage and me being stepdad. So yeah. it seemed like it went backwards, you know, a step like her real dad was no longer in the picture. And here I was the stepdad and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's been.
1: So there was a bit of pushback been, in terms of not wanting yeah, to try and replace
0: a yeah, uh, biological dad. Yeah. Which is absolutely understandable for a 13 year old, right? I, yeah. I don't know how I would react as as a 48 year old.
1: Oh, I can't imagine at that age. Um, yeah. But like you know, on what? the
0: positive side, we've, we've all learned a lot from it, um, about suicide and about mental illness. And now one of the pillars that I teach and share with my clients is how good laughter and humor is for
1: our mental health, right? That's one of the best things about my relationship now. We laugh a lot. Yeah. She (laughs) Either she's laughing at me or with me. I'm not sure which one it is. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: She can't understand me half the time because of the accent. She just nods and smiles. (laughs) So I found out later on
0: yeah no well that's the same with Becky and I and sometimes you know if it's a long day or whatnot we'll just grab the laptop and and pull up you know dry bar comedy or whatnot and watch 15 20 minutes before we go to bed and it's, yeah, yeah. it's amazing and it, the research shows it's no wonder we're stressed as adults um they did research in and one to three year olds laugh up to 300 times a day and as adults we laugh 17.
1: <laughs> is that right yeah wow it, I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, it's and I'm with you. It's, And I come from a culture of like a lot of banter, you know, with the pub culture and things like that. And uh, it goes over Sage's head sometimes, I think. But no, I think it's really important just to be able to have a a laugh about anything that's going on. I'm just thinking in terms of coming into Rachel's life, was there any like, when you look back, was there anything that like, Was there anything that helped?
0: It's different for, for the two adults. And I think it's different for the kid, you know, the personality.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Both, both Rachel and and Becky are more introverted than I am. So I'm like, Hey, yeah, ask me any question. I'm an open book, you know, right. It it takes both of them, you know, more, more, more relationship to open up. Yeah. So, but it's just been, it's been steady Eddie. and, And I think one of the best things that, that I've, been able to do and, and remember is just to be present you know right whether in the great days or the bad days or the grumpy days or the happy days just trying trying to be stable you know because she didn't have that before
1: so did um was her dad in the in the picture when he was around
0: um yeah um she would see him like monthly she'd get him okay one week in a month and then you know a couple of weeks during during summer yeah so, but her, her dad and her mom, uh, broke up, I believe when she was about 20 months. So pretty young. Right. And so she
1: only heart. knew life with her, just with her mom, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it It was her and her mom and their dog. <laughs> right. Now me and the dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause that, yeah, I've heard of, uh, there's a move, uh, sort of, I do not say movement, but I know there's a book and, a sort of online program you can tap into called uh nacho kids is the name of this book and the whole idea being they're not your kids so the idea of and i think you're on that one which is the idea of you kind of step back rather than try and take that role of you know the biological parent and try and discipline and you know try and be uh, in any way overbearing the nacho kid is like just step right back which it sounds like you've got the right balance with that which is good
0: you know and and she's she's a great kid and Becky's done a wonderful job raising her um I can only remember a couple of times I'm like Rachel you need to respect your mother you know but that's that's as far as I've
1: Oh really That's it.
0: disciplined I I've tried to but I mean she's she's just a good kid I mean she's a, an easy kid to
1: raise right yeah. but it yeah it's hard it's a hard role to step into as a step parent yeah
0: right? and you know I I would imagine it's hard for the kids as well too right yeah you know at at times you know there's been like i said a couple times where she's referred to me as dad and stuff which which makes me feel awesome but it's it's just being steady and present and letting the child come to you yeah right and you want you want to have that feeling right i mean eight years ago when i was touring i'm like i don't care if i am ever called dad
1: yeah (laughs) but once you hear it once you hear it
0: yeah, once you hear it, you're like, ooh, that's awesome.
1: Oh, I like this. <laughs> yeah. And no, it's a really special thing. Actually, I have a a friend of mine in um in Nelson here down the road. Yeah. For whatever reason, his kids have always called him by his first name. Okay. And now, years later, I think the older the youngest, sorry now, is 14. So yeah. they're sort of grown up at this point. And yeah, he's like, oh. I wish now looking back, I wish they had been calling me dad, because now he hears other people call it. He's never had that. It's such a cozy, warm feeling yeah. when you hear that term. Yeah. Um, so transitioning to be a dad, it sounds like you had the like a good approach with you know kind of holding it back a little bit, letting mum do uh, the discipline and that side of things. But when you did have, I mean, did you have any? Did you read books on being a stepdad or did you go to a counselor? Did you speak to other dads? Like, how do you jump? That's a big transition of 40 yeah. from being single. No,
0: I I read I read a couple of books. I couldn't recite the titles of them. Um, but yeah, just a, a lot of research. Um and you know, talking to other people who had stepdads. Um, my good friend that I used to live with in Vancouver, he had a stepdad. And so, you know, I was like, well, what's it like and what should I expect? And but you know, the, the more people I talk to, like you and other people else, it seems like the farther the the stepdad goes, the narrower the two, the kids and the parent get. You know, I mean, I just I got I got teary over Christmas because I got I'm a big golfer. And um, so the girls got me personalized golf balls and said Greg is the best husband and stepdad ever. Right? So it's stuff like that that you're like. Yes,
1: <laughs> you know, you're doing um, something right.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, now that she's older and, you know, dating and, and stuff like that, it's fun to have conversations, you know, around the table. And because Becky has the mother daughter relationship and conversations um, yeah. that you're like, well, what does a guy mean when he says this or that? And yeah, I'm, I'm removed from it for about 30 years, but it's still it's it, it's great to hear her asking questions.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, from a, a guy or a dad perspective.
1: Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, I'm no expert on raising a teenager. I'm a few years. So I've got Seth is seven and then Indy is two. So I'm in the I'm in a kind of the fun, playful stage, yeah. not the difficult question stage and the dating and the driving a car, which is I can't even imagine. That's like the biggest fear I've got.
0: The first time she took the wheel, I was like, Ooh, okay. I was a little bit white knuckled, but, you know, she she's very cautious and and then for like she turned um 16 on the 4th of november and so for like that whole week i'm like oh you ready for school she's like no i'm driving to school i'm like that's right
1: <laughs> wow so did you do you get involved in things like that do you help her so my dad taught me how to drive he did a great yeah. job of doing that uh, other things like that like
0: um yeah no i mean not not a ton she's into basketball uh, she would she would not and should not take lessons from me <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's good to know
0: <laughs> um but yeah no i you know i helped her and we went on a lot of drives together and how to change a tire and all this kind of stuff so oh yeah yeah but it, um, but it's not like and, and maybe it's because it's a, a dad daughter or the step situation but you know growing up with my dad he's like all right here's how you here's how you hook up a battery here's how you put gas in the car you know all that kind of stuff but yeah you never know but you know i mean I, I showed her um you know how to start a lawnmower and fill it up with gas and stuff i mean that's that so, she's ever mowed the lawn but she knows how to <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've done your bet. yeah <laughs> no i remember yeah no i think it's just good to have that kind of a uh, male role model around i would think
0: and over the last probably six months i've started you know trying to take her out for lunch or she loves this um uh makeup store here in town called Ulta. And so we'll just, and she knows how much I love to shop. Um, but you know, I'll, you know, after school, uh, we'll just like, hey, let's go to Ulta, and, you know, and give her 50 bucks to go buy whatever she wants. And I just hang out there and she walks around the store and it's just, you know, it's we're not walking around the store together or anything, but it's, she knows that I'm taking time out of my day for something that I'm not a big fan of, but yet it's with her. Yeah. And so, and and I think that's important too, you know, especially when Indy gets to that age, right? Showing your daughter how a man should treat her, and you know, honor her. He's a
1: he, mind you, he's a boy, but that might still happen. You never know.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Indy's a boy as well.
1: It's one of those, yeah. It's the okay. name that I think can go. Well, I think Indiana Jones.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but still, for boys, right? I mean, you're going to show these guys, you know, how how to. How to be a man, how to change a tire, how to treat a woman. And you can show them by, you know, um, how you treat Sage, right? And in, in, the biggest thing, other, yeah, for sure. Or any other female relationship that they see with, you know, whether it's work or social or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, back when we were growing up, that's all we had. We didn't have books, we didn't have YouTube or TikTok on how to interact with people. It was, you know, how our parents did it
1: totally i mean i google stuff for sure but i definitely don't read books i shouldn't say that that makes you sound like a (laughs) bit of a philistine but i don't i tend to go i never read any parenting books or anything i just i don't know i just kind of you just feel it out you just kind of go with what feels right and you know again like you say just how you're raised you kind of lean back into that as much as you can
0: And, and just you know and just working with your partner as well too right I mean, because, you know, the way, even though um, Becky and I were raised like in the same class and the same religion, there was a lot of differences. So when it comes to raising a kid, we're like, well, this is how we did it. Well, this is how we did it. This is how I want her to be raised. So it's not right or wrong. It's almost trying to blend my life experiences with Becky's to make the best for Rachel.
1: Yeah i think you're right i think the being on the same page in terms of just a world view of like how yeah kids should be raised is so important i think yeah you just got to be on the same page
0: what do you want out of your kid you want this this kid to be a a a a good human being and contributing to society or do you want him to be the next ceo of amazon and you know (laughs) well that'd be
1: nice because then my retirement's done
0: (laughs) right you can buy me a nice
1: house on the coast yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, just be a good human. I think. Yeah, just, you know, just be nice to people. You know, and and that's all this, a, that's, Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Just all the struggle that we're going through. It's just like you know what? Just, just be nice. Like, the, whether religions are going at at each other or you know different political views, if you just if it's just the golden rule, man. Just do unto others. Just be a nice person. And and if you don't like somebody, you don't have to tell everybody on Facebook and hate them just ignore. them.
1: Yeah. yeah. I left Facebook. I'm not there anymore a couple of years ago. Okay. Kind of Good
0: I I need it for my what I do but, but yeah. I could
1: see getting sucked in again. Yeah. You know, doing podcasts and other work related things. For sure, but I think it's just knowing how to use it in a way that's just no. positive, just constructive, not getting sucked into the dark hole.
0: Well, and and that's one of the things that I did almost by accident um and there was a couple of bottles of wine involved um so <laughs> the I, truth I,
1: comes out truth serum
0: yeah, right um but i started a, a group because here i was the pandemic i wasn't able to get on stage anymore i was changing jobs i'm like how am i gonna be able to laugh and share my sense of humor with people so i started this group i don't know well you're not a member if you're not on facebook but it's called the humor lab um and i wanted it to where i was um you know it was pg-13 non-political and, um, and just a place for anybody where your grandma could come or Rachel, you know, when she started joining Facebook that she could <clears throat> come on. And I sent it out to 20 of my mates overnight and said, Hey, if you like to laugh, please share this with your friends. And I woke up, there's 150 people. And eight months later, we got 11,000 people. Oh, wow. So every day, <clears throat> the news feed is probably about hundred, maybe 120 people posting their sense of humor. And it's, it's been refreshing, I'm not only for me, selfishly, but it's all about the community and how like people are connecting with each other. Like a, there's two dudes that like, I think we're cousins because we spell our name the same way. And now they found out that they're related.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had a guy from uh, the East Coast send me a message and saying, you know what? Thank you so much for this. Um, not only has it been the pandemic, I lost my job and went through a divorce and I got sick. He goes, so every day I jump on the humor lab and get my laughs and I go on my way. So it's just stuff like that, but just be nice, be happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, And it's not that hard to do. What about connecting with other dads? Do you have a group of dads that you hang out with? Do you have a place to go and share stories and you know, open up?
0: No, I, I don't. Uh, I know there are some groups out there. But I I think that would be, you know, helpful, even for guys like um, you and me, right, that are stepdads. And you're, you've got a kid that's, you know, across the border, quite a large body of.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's a little pond between us.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you've got that, that extra element that I don't have. But, you know, if there was a community where, and and your podcast is great, right? Because you're talking to all different kinds of dads. And we all have our own views and our own upbringings and, and tips and tricks. But but sh- even sharing with you, I've never really talked to anybody other than Becky about being a stepdad.
1: So no counseling, no therapy to try to uh, well, figure some things out we, along the way.
0: You know, we have with with Rachel um, when when I got married and moved down here. Um, we went to a girl who did some marital counseling for Becky and I, and so we went to a couple sessions with the three of us and just kind of like, okay, how are the boundaries? And so the counselor was saying, you know what if there is an issue or something comes up your mom and dad you know or your mom and Greg will probably talk about it and then your mom will you know have a conversation with you and you know more and more of those conversations are now the three of us so you know we're getting to the point where where it is blended in, which is great because i've only you know she's a sophomore in high school so chances are she's only going to be around for another 2 years yeah before she takes off for college
1: yeah right so and if you had to step into the role of I mean you said there was some pushback initially when her dad passed away. Yep. So how how's that process been? Like that's gotta be a lot going on. And then throw in COVID. Yeah. And so now there's a pandemic and you guys are locked down, I assume, for a, a, certainly a chunk of time.
0: Yeah, no, we've we've been locked down since March. And still? Yeah, we're still locked down.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. That's a long stint.
0: Yeah, a long stint. <laughs>
1: So for us, nothing has. We've been locked down, like when everybody, and now we're not meant to mix households, but we can go out and about. There's lots of space. We see people at the the Toboggan Hill. Uh, we see we go to the ski hill. We just were there today, yeah. as I said, and you know. So we're seeing people, we're around people. We don't feel like we're, you know, on a desert island essentially that we did before, maybe in April. Yeah, um, and for us, it's been. You know what, it's not ideal, but we've both been working all the way through. Um, We've got a two-year-old who is hilarious. So there's a lot of fun around that. Just the words that he's coming up with and just constant fun. And he's okay in a small confined space. Then Seth, he's been overseas. So the struggle, I guess, has been more about him not knowing when he's going to see me and his brother and stage two his stepmom, like not see his family here. Just managing that. His emotions is probably the biggest challenge, but even then he's done okay. He, you know, kids are good at adapting when they're young.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Have you, uh, have you kept in contact with him through Zoom or through phone
1: calls? FaceTime.
0: Okay, perfect. And
1: for, for Seth, I got him a, yeah an iPad so that he can and I set him up an Apple ID using the family sharing. So I have, con, you know, I guess control of it in, in the sense of making sure that he can't download apps and things like that. Yeah. but um
0: you
1: get a credit card bill for three thousand exactly exactly so keep that i mean even That's at seven time. they can get themselves around a computer and figure out these apps so you yeah i'm just wondering if you i know you have a different role as a stepdad but there must still be moments when you maybe want to step in or
0: yeah i i think so um i i guess just the challenge is, is just being or understanding what it's like to be 16. I mean, I don't know, don't know what it's like to be a 16-year-old girl, but I remember but but it's tough, right, for all of us because we didn't have the internet, right? We went out and we played with our friends, we did stuff.
1: We, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, or it's TikTok. And but yeah, so it, it's it's just been a difference in having that patience and like, come on, kid, that's you know, um, but but no real real frustrations I, and looking back now I, I know what my parents went through with the three of us right you know having to remind them this is what you do you know I mean we're still reminding her to feed the dog Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, how can you remember uh, an episode of Friends season 3 episode 6 that you can't remember to feed the dog every time you walk by
1: <laughs> who doesn't rem- remember that episode though come on and the thing is too like I well, I have two boys and yeah. it's interesting cuz Sage sometimes I can see her and we'll talk about it she doesn't know how to be a boy. Yeah. So she doesn't know sometimes how to get down in the dirt and do the goofy stuff that I do. She's like, "Ah, oh, it's so annoying you just know how to do it." And it's like, well, "I yeah, I I know that doing this with a car is going to blow his mind." Yeah. Not a real car, sir. I'm not doing donuts in a real car. Yeah, but yeah. just like taking a toy car, making a jump and going, "Bro, whatever it might be. She's like, Oh man. So I can't imagine having a girl. And I think, yeah, I, I think it'd be very different.
0: Yeah, no. And and that is, and that's a great point that, you know, there's at times where I'm like, why, you know, let's just, I don't know, do something, you know, that I want to do. Like she doesn't like to golf her dad um, used to drink quite excessively and, and swear a lot when he golfed, So she doesn't want to go golfing. And so I've just been like, Oh, like, I, I get that, but you haven't golfed with me. Come with me once and try it out, right? Because that's what I like to do. So, I've, you know, and I'm not the best at, you know, talking about what happened at school and all the drama. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: you just got to, you got to just learn to listen at those points and just nod, well, I think.
0: think. And, here's, and here's, if you are a stepdad in and you're not sure what the hell is going on at times, ask your wife after a dinner conversation where your mind is blown and it's numb. And you're like, what do you do with all that information? Like garbage in, garbage out.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> when I'm like, what, what was she talking about? And like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but and that's not, you know. So have, you,
1: have you got her golfing yet?
0: Uh, no, she hasn't golfed yet.
1: Okay. What about have you thought? So this is one thing, and just from my experience, not offering advice, but in the sense of my experience with um, with Seth and actually with Sage too, my partner is trying something new together that neither of you done. Just the it's the fun factor really, just the fun of learning, and that you kind of end up with this sense of joy that you can both share. Because you've had that's this experience great. together, that was that's what's something that I've noticed is okay. really great.
0: No, that, that that's great advice, and and yeah, it's uh, the fun of you both trying to figure out and if you like it or not.
1: Right? I mean, yeah, it could be climbing, could be skateboarding, could be doing a collage together. Like, hey, you guys there could do a vision board. What about do a vision board? What do you want for twenty twenty one?
0: Yeah, no, that's good.
1: Sage loves that stuff. Whenever I mention it, she's like, "Ooh, did you say collage?"
0: Bonus points for blue. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, we got to take those bonus points wherever we can get them. (laughs) Exactly,
1: and anytime you can get spend time with them off a screen these days, like, oh yeah, oh it's hard, isn't it? But
0: yeah, yeah. well, it's even hard for us too, right? I've, I'm now one of one of my major goals is just to be more present. In my own life, and you know, instead of taking the phone to bed, watching something, or you know, scrolling, nine o'clock stays in the office. I've got an old-fashioned alarm clock that wakes me up, and that's all I
1: need. I so agree with that. Where dinner table, we're trying to do it, and oh man, sometimes it's harder. You just again, you can find yourself reaching for the phone to check the snow forecast for the for the ski hill or whatever. But if you can just have no screens on the table at dinner time, even. Thing. We,
0: we started that when rachel got a phone um like and and i also think too uh for families have at least 45 minutes every night where the three four whatever can connect around the dinner table there's so many people that i talk to that you know people are scheduled and here and there but these are families these are lives so take that 45 minutes be present and for sure, no phones allowed at all. And like, we'll we'll get each other in trouble if somebody reaches for their phone. Yeah. That, that's our family time. That's when we can talk and, you know, and if we're like, oh, well, you know, before the pandemic, if we wanted to go see a movie that night, then we grab our phones. But it's, you know, it's the three of us talking like, okay, somebody get their phone, let's figure this out. Yeah. But I think that's so, so valuable in, in this day and age.
1: Is- well, there's, we're in such a culture of busy too. I imagine it's the same down where you are, but I just feel like it's this culture of busy. Whether, whether it's because we're all on social media now, because everybody's working, you know. There's often not a stay-at-home mom. Like often, no, I mean sometimes there is, but often people are working. So, yeah, you're just kind of running from one project to the next or one date to the next. Yeah, I agree. I think that time is so important. I think even in the evenings too, we get sucked really into Netflix. Yeah. Especially in the winter. But even yeah. that has a negative because then you know we could be doing yoga, we could be doing reading a book, I could be working on a podcast. There's a, there's just other things that we can be doing other than spending all our time staring at the screen.
0: Yeah. It, it, it takes a a while. I mean, like no phones or whatnot. But now I've I've tried really hard. I set an alarm on my phone to turn my phone off. Not looking at it at nine o'clock. That's good. And then I, you know, I'll. But then I'm finding myself, and like you said, especially over Christmas, I'm like oh, I'll just watch one more episode. You know. So I'm trying now to. I've got a book beside the lazy chair, so when I sit down, I pick up the book. Oh yeah. And it's it's just so much better for your mind because your eyeballs aren't getting blinked at and a thousand messages into your head. You're actually reading words on a page. And creating your own images and right. it's, it's so refreshing
1: slowing everything down before you actually hit the Absolutely. hit the high
0: and and you know we been trying uh, Rachel uh, encourage her to read as well too um yeah. but you know uh, for any parents listening and, and you got younger kids wait as long as you can on the cell phones man because it's and, and it's something that you know we we can't get rid of it's a it's a part of humanity we need to learn how to harness it and use it the best we can
1: and you got to see it as a tool because yeah. it is a tool and nothing more than that. Yeah. Although it's hard to, yeah, it's hard when all the kids are, that all your friends are on Snapchat and you're not, then you're missing out as well. So there's there's a balance there for sure.
0: Well, I you know what I found? Um, one thing that I've, I've done even, you know, just you for Rachel or, or Becky or, or my friends is this whole gratitude thing in the morning. I know I'm going off a little bit here, but um, just writing three things you're grateful for. What I started doing is texting three people and telling them why I'm grateful for them. And so it's a double whammy, right? I feel good about it. And then they feel good about it. And then their lives are better that day and same with mine. Like I, this a couple of weeks ago to a guy I went to high school with and We've kind of kept in touch over the years through LinkedIn um, and a little bit on Instagram. But I just, I text him one more and like, Hey Dave, uh, thank you so much for those years in high school and the fun stuff we did and for getting me into reading and all this. And 20 minutes later, he's like, you know what? That made my week. I'm so happy. I'm going to do that for somebody else. So That's instead awesome. of, you know, always being on TikTok and, and texting, like, call somebody. Yeah. You know, Maybe even with your boy, switch it up, you know, call him one night instead of FaceTime. And then he's like, well, where are you, Dad? And you're like, oh, well, I'm outside. And here's what's going on, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It helps. It helps your mental
1: health for sure. I like the gratitude thing. I really like that a lot.
0: Yeah, take it. Use it.
1: Yeah. It's a good way to, it's just, it is a good way to start the day, isn't it? It's so easy. There's so much negative in the world. Yeah, no, for sure. In all all manner of ways, but yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, So if you had advice, so you're a stepdad now, you came into being a dad, you know, when you're 40. So uh, very similar to my, yeah, around the same age that I became a dad. And so what advice, if somebody was an expectant father, is there any words of wisdom that you would have? because there's a lot of fear that comes with the idea of being a dad and jumping in.
0: Yeah. I I would say the, the two things which I'm grateful for for Becky um was having all these conversations and and being vulnerable with your partner about I you know I'm, I'm I'm scared. I've never done this before you know there's no reason why this kid should like me. I mean, I know I'm perfect, but <laughs> you know, the kid doesn't yet. but but having that conversation with with your partner about you know what, how are we gonna raise this person? Who's gonna who's gonna develop the discipline? Who's gonna be the good cop, bad cop kind of thing? And and you know, we're we're still figuring stuff out, you know, as she's 16 and, and going through the drama with school and boys and, and all that stuff. But also too, the the second piece of advice I would give is just be present. You know whether they're they're complaining or crying about the drama at school, or you know one day I love school, the next day school sucks, and why why can't I get this or that? Just being present has been so key for my relationship with Rachel, and, and now it's to the point where you know she'll like oh well, how was your day? And just hearing that, I'm like awesome, like this is paying off.
1: <laughs> That's really great, yeah. You
0: know it's a marathon, it's it's not a hundred yard dash.
1: That I like that. Yeah, it is true, isn't it? You're in you're in it for the long haul. Yeah, you're the dad beyond stepdad, dad. Well beyond when she's left home too, right? Yeah, and in talking
0: with other people, you know, about having a stepdad or being a stepdad or stepmom, I would say most of the people that I've talked to, where the new parent took the time, was present, didn't force the issue on the kid. That kid now respects and calls their stepdad dad versus their original parent. Because there's been more of that long play value in it, right? It's not like, hey, now I'm the guy in charge. I'm gonna be your dad. I'm gonna show you what to do and how to do it. If if you draw them to you, most of those people, I would say 95% of those people respect the step parents so much more than their, you know, original parent.
1: Yeah, let them come to you, yeah. not the other way around. Exactly. Yeah, I like that be the steady right. rock
0: and yeah and, and the other ones where where you go to them and you're like hey I'm the new guy and your dad you know this your dad that blah 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 that's that's where the rejection happens and it happens quick so the fact that you not might not be feeling that the kid's being drawn to you that's a good thing because again it's it's the long play it's the marathon
1: yeah I think that's really good advice and very much the way that my wife say, just her approach is very much that too. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just be there in the background, be solid when needed, step up. But otherwise, just yeah, let it, let it all kind of unfold. Um, so Greg, I really appreciate you taking the time.
0: Absolutely. And if you know, if if anybody has any questions or you want to do a follow-up later on, you know, a round table or anything that you guys are doing, I'd be more than happy. Cause you know, I, I think a group, what you're doing, I think is very valuable. And I don't think it needs to be run, uh, you know, by somebody who's got a PhD, you know, in four years of teaching experience. Let's have people who are doing real life experience, dads who are learning on the fly, or moms who are learning on the fly, you know.
1: I concur, because for me, it's hearing other dads' stories and experiences is yeah. really how I've been learning. Um, yeah. And it's nice to have a professional step in as, you know. Yeah. As your brother is, one of those professional psychologists. Um, And it's great to have that feedback too. But yeah, I really appreciate it. And now for a check-in with my favorite psychologist and fellow dad, Todd Kettner. So here, I thought this was an interesting thing to bring to you because you are a father with a daughter. And I wonder... um, I imagine that it becomes more challenging just different when you have a kid that now is a teenager and they're, you know, they're growing into their adulthood. So trying to maintain that connection with them um, when, especially I, well, not always, but sometimes with a father daughter, the interests are going to be so different. So how you come together and how you maintain that connection, do you have any thoughts on that or any tricks that you used in the past?
2: Um. Initially, <clears throat> um, you know, my thought is, uh, you know, personally, it doesn't doesn't quite apply in my case. Uh, my sort of uh recreational and leisure interests have always uh, aligned more with uh my daughter uh, Kaylee than uh, with my son Tyler, and the connection varies, uh, you know, between the two of them. Um, but the opportunity to um um do things together, um, you know, if I was to sort of glance back, was probably more with my daughter um uh than my son um and I think it's a matter of both um in engaging engaging our kids with uh, family activities that you know that that we think might be good for them for whatever reason whether it's you know coaching their team sport or you know camping or you know Back to the very beginning, reading storybooks with them, right? And then my sense is that as teenagers, and um, some of the stuff I've read from uh, um, colleagues who work a lot in this realm, is that we need to be more creative and and deliberate and intentional about sussing out what our teenagers' interests are and finding ways to um, engage on that level, right? So if it's um, you know listening to certain music or um, you know, we don't want to barge our way into their world. And, you know, often they're not wanting us to to, to be their buddies in those kind of things. But to have to have at least a token knowledge of it and an opportunity, um, you know, concerts are a great example. Right. Uh, lots of kids growing up, grow up listening to uh, stuff that their parents like and being able to sing those songs because they've heard it in the car or around the house or whatever. Right. And then the shift happens, and um, you know, um, taking kids to concerts because those are the concerts that uh, the musicians they're following, right? So that's that's an example of many things that we can do to, uh, uh, I think, follow their interests and carefully and uh, respectfully be be in their space or ha- have the opportunity to step into their space when those doors open.
1: Yeah. And I I did suggest to Greg uh, that, yeah, maybe golf might not be the most attractive offer on the table for the daughter. And as much as he doesn't want to go to the mall shopping, which is what she wants to do, maybe actually finding a different activity. You just Mm. take that. Just take that approach. Let's just do something different together. Maybe dancing. I didn't mention that to him, but just do you know what I mean? I think maybe that would be an approach.
2: Yeah, maybe there is, uh, um, especially at the lo- lower end of the uh, teenage age range, uh, to sort of dive into to something new together that's perhaps neutral ground. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. In the early teen years, you're right. It'll probably get harder as time goes on. Did, now, I, and I have another thought here, because uh, in my case, blended family in the sense of now my partner is stepmother to you know my young son, mm-hmm. who's not here all the time, so... I, I do think about this. I feel like and we've talked about it that the step parents sometimes there are there's a negative image around the step parents, um, and you see it sometimes on sitcoms and in movies, and they just there can be that sort of negative, yeah, like I said, negative image. Why do you well, think that the is?
2: there's the phrase step monster, right? Oh right, yeah. You know, and that's completely inappropriate, but it's 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 part part of uh, you know like you said on on cartoons or uh, movies or whatever, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you, why do you think that is? I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a huge question. And I know there's every household is going to be different and they will approach it differently. But is there, I mean, I would love there to be actually a different name. If we could get rid of the step parent and just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's another way around that.
2: Why is it? Probably a a multitude and plethora of human factors, including, you know, uh, parental uh, jealousy, kid jealousy. Um, One of the things that's probably not so obvious and is uh, not talked about much is simply change, right? Change is hard for individuals and human beings. This is a major change, right? And simply the fact of it being a change, you could be the most uh, uh, wonderful let's call it new parent rather than step-parent, right, in the role, and it's going to be difficult uh, um, to know what to do um, as that uh, uh, new, uh, new person in that parental role, and uh, difficult for the child team to know how to react and interact. So, sim- yeah. simply change is hard. That's one yeah. factor. It's not certainly not the only one, but I, I would give it more credence than maybe we typically do in society.
1: For sure. It's, a, it's an invasion into your space of, of an unknown, isn't it? And how it's going to, which, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but I just wanted to mention this, this term. I, I, don't know if, I don't know that it's a movement, but in the US, I've come across this. Um, I think it's a podcast and a book uh, that accompanies it called Nacho Kid. And the idea being is they're encouraging and i don't know how i feel about this and again i think each household would have to approach it differently but the idea that yeah that you don't if if you're not the main parent the biological parent that you step back and you allow that parent to parent in whatever way they want and you're gonna not step in and start um disciplining and so on and and i'm sure it's more complex than this but that's the general sense i get is that's why it's called Nacho Kid. It's not your kid. I don't know that I, how I feel about that. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It's oh, an approach. First,
2: yeah, sure. My first thought was, uh, I'd, I'd never heard that term. Uh, so when you uh, emailed it to me, I, I looked it up and just glanced at their website briefly. Um, you said a couple things there blue, that uh, did catch my ear. You said um, because you're not the main parent, you're not the biological parent. I'm not sure main parent and biological parent are necessarily synonymous, right? Depending, once again, you rightly point out on the individual situation. And, um, you know, adult, kind, caring adults who can connect with kids with empathy and boundaries um, across categories are good for kids, right? We have coaches, we have teachers, we have grandparents, we have the next door neighbor, uncle, auntie type. Um, that can really have positive impacts and so um, like other areas of life and more keenly so in this one um, being able to talk about roles and responsibilities and space and um, you know being respectful to to not step into somebody else's role because they've had that role as a as a parent for six months six years 16 years um, you know and sort of to find a, a, a one's own role in niche, um, I think is important. Yeah,
1: not an easy task. And I feel like communication with so many things is life. I certainly feel in our household is being really open and communicating and being honest about how we're feeling about you know how different approaches, um, rather than bottling everything up
2: and then mm-hmm. letting it kind of explode. Um, mm-hmm. And it's right. okay, you know, coaching kids, it's, it's okay not to uh, um, fully understand this new, new living arrangement. And it's not, it's okay not uh, to have some feelings of confusion, frustration, um, anger, upset, sadness around it at times. Um, and if we just uh, lay those parameters and those um you know, it's not really ground rules, but it's it's the rules of the game like we would have in a, in a football match, right? Then kids that um, can have a little more freedom to step into discontent rather than to bottle it up, as you say. Yeah, right.
1: Well, great. Thanks so much for the feedback there, Todd. And uh, look forward to checking in again.
2: Sounds great. Uh, always great to chat with you, Blue. Really appreciate what you're doing out there in uh, the land of uh, dadding and uh, parenting in general. Cool. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Dad Without Borders. A full list of episodes can be found at dadwithoutborders.com and for updates, follow on Instagram at dadwithoutborders. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google or radio.com. While you're at it, if you enjoyed listening or you know any dads that might find value in this show, please share the podcast with your friends. Dad Without Borders will be back next week with another dad and further insights with Todd Kettner. Thank you.